You are listening to Three Kitchens Podcast, a member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. We release a new episode every Tuesday. Come join us for a new recipe and a good story. Today's episode of Three Kitchens Podcast is brought to you by the Edmonton Community Foundation. The Edmonton Community Foundation helps people create endowment funds. You can start an endowment fund yourself or with a group. Once it reaches $10,000, it can start distributing funds. The Well-Endowed Podcast, hosted by Andrew Paul and Lisa Pruden, tells the stories of how these endowments intersect with the community and explores how the foundation acts as a bridge between donors and charities to create a strong, vibrant community for generations to come. Learn more at ecfoundation.org. Welcome to Three Kitchens. I'm Heather. I'm here with my, I would say co-host, I want to say like cohort or something. I feel like we're like in our little bubble over here. Sarah and Erin, good morning. How are you? Good. Good morning morning and good. Good and good. It's all good. Good and good morning. I like that. That's a good one, Sarah. Just good. Just go with good. Good, good, good. I used to work with this guy like, like, decades ago who would always say fantastic Fantastic." oh wow that's a good morning and one time I was like do you do you know that you always say fantastic like does it ever do you always feel fantastic or you is just like your auto response and he he gave me this look like what I don't even (laughs) think he realized that he always that that was always his like response and he was sort of annoyed that I was questioning I wasn't like (laughs) Being Judging. rude, I think I was just like, yeah. Do you realize you always say that? Like, do you do you honestly always feel fantastic? Because that's pretty good. Most people are like, some days are like, well, you know, yeah. fine. Yeah. What vitamins are you taking in the morning? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. What do you drink? What's in your coffee, man? Yeah. <laughs> Can I smell your coffee, please? <laughs> something, something good in there. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, I'm I I don't want to talk about the weather because that's such a typical thing. But I'm loving the weather right now. I know. Come on, this is like. Last year's fall was amazing because we mm-hmm. get like three days. It's like fall for three days here yeah. and then yeah. it's winter. So when we get this extended fall and I was even hearing a report saying that like the leaves are greener on the trees mm-hmm. at this time of year than any other like we're having a real fall guys. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great. And you know what? It was the same last year. It took a long yes. time for the leaves to leave Change. the trees. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I don't like Beautiful. about that is that it will snow and then you've still got leaves to rake and it makes no, it us won't. a mess. It will not immediately. We have to like 27 <laughs> degrees today or something, right? I'm not cursing sugar us. in your coffee. Yeah. Come on. Where's the sugars? I'm just playing my role as, as curmudgeon because apparently that's what I am. Morning curmudgeon. Good morning, Miss Curmudgeon. How are you going to? rain on my day today no <laughs> she snowed on it she, she didn't even rain on our day she, she snowed, snowed on, on our day <laughs> so a couple years back we had the we took a impromptu little trip to montreal and it was cold the leaves are already off the trees it was raining it was cold so we went to the botanical garden at Uh, in Montreal for the day okay and they had this fantastic setup in one of their 
greenhouses and it was all these bonsai trees mm. and some of them were like over a hundred years old and because it was fall and the leaves were coming off the trees outside all of the little bonsais also had their little leaves you know turning colors oh, and it was it was beautiful. just so beautiful to like see the these miniature like ones little tiny trees Cute. with little tiny leaves so all the little trees there were little maples and oh. and little elms and they all had these beautiful little tiny leaves that were also turning red and yellow and falling off around the tree and so my husband who you know loves gardening this right. inspired him a few years back to start his own little bonsai tree from a seed i believe i discussed this with you guys a couple yes of, like a back in season one i was telling you guys right. about the yes. stick the mm -hmm. stick was watering the in the stick. basement yeah. over the winter and how my kids were like sticks don't grow in dirt dad so it's been a couple years now yeah. i thought i would update you on the progress of the bonsai i thought the last time we heard about it it had died no oh, it came back to life it came back to life yeah. It, oh. it did get slightly over fertilized at the beginning of this year because my husband made an oops while he was fertilizing oh. the uh <clears throat> and so I wasn't sure if it was gonna come back. It was a little bit touch and go. Oh and so parts of the stick did get thoroughly trimmed this year and and now we're good again. So it's gone through two winters. So now this will be its third winter and uh, it's growing really well. Oh, and it's doing great. It's coming back to life. We have to constantly, he's always trimming it and doing little things to it. Well, that's what you do with the bonsai, right? Right. And he's also got some wire around it because he's trying to bend it and shape it in, mm. its, in its own little way because that's also part of it. And I also had a chance to do some research on it. And so bonsai trees, we often associate with Japanese culture. Right, I was going to ask you what it is. Okay. Yeah, so it actually originated in China in the 700s, I think it goes back to. Who documented these things that back? I, I, well, so crazy. I, I feel like they were something that the higher society right, people right, right. had. And so they so wrote about it. They <laughs> wrote about it. There's pictures. Painted. Well, you know, a peasant is not bothering with trimming a tree with <laughs> teeny no. scissors. Like, no. <laughs> they got other stuff to do. Like fine food. <laughs> yeah. And so I, get, so I guess the, the Chinese came up with this um, hobby of growing these miniature trees inside, and then it made it over to Japan. Yeah. And so it was originally called Penjing. It's spelled P-E-N-J-I-N-G. Okay. So uh, I believe it means little tree or tiny tree is like the mm -hmm. exact translation, makes which makes sense. But when it uh, and then it went over to Japan and they kind of have sort of slightly different techniques and stuff. Right. But I thought it was sort of interesting how the, the two cultures sort of things trans translated over time. Bonsai trees are just miniature trees and they can be any kind of tree. Yeah. Yeah, that was my question. I didn't realize that. I thought it was a type of specific. Tree. Yeah, okay. No, it just means tiny tree. So it's just oh, okay. taking a tree and keeping it in a smaller, smaller. pot, a smaller environment, and then right. manipulating it to um, not grow, have a shape. <laughs> and I think there are traditional shapes for both right, Japanese right. and Chinese mm -hmm. um, 
bonsai trees and yeah so wow. so do you have the tree let's see <gasps> oh my gosh oh my goodness so this is the bonsai right now and i don't know if oh. you can see i'll take a picture but there's a little wire here that's helping hold it oh, out yeah yeah and it's not turning yet because we're having such a marvelous fall. it's green still yeah but it's all green it's got really big leaves yeah and where does it sit like where do you put this tree like is it in your living room no, it currently just sits like on top of our dresser in our bedroom because oh, room. we okay. have a nice, well, it's like northeast facing, facing so right. you get the morning sun. And sometimes oh. it goes outside for little, you know, outside holidays. But yeah, it's doing, it's not just a stick. It's very it pretty. It, that's amazing. It's very cool looking. Do you yeah. have a picture of it when it was a stick? I'm, I'm sure we've a... got pictures of it just being... Okay, uh, if you do, stick. I'll have to do a before and after. Yeah. Do the before and after, and we'll post it on our social media so everybody can see yeah, the exactly. little bonsai. That's yeah. so cute. And as as you know, this is all the also the legacy bonsai. This is their inheritance. Oh, this right. is our children's inheritance. <laughs> like someday, the heirloom. Yeah. This is your worthless. your heirloom tree because enjoy mm. it because there's nothing else coming for there's you <laughs> coming down the pipes to you other than this little tree you cost us too much money right now there'll be nothing for you later yeah <laughs> um, if you want an inheritance you're gonna have to start eating less <laughs> we've we've run down a little bit of a rabbit hole that's okay so let's I have a recipe I'm gonna be making food but there's not a lot to say up front so that's okay that we talked about some other stuff <laughs> Okay, what I'm going to make for you is I'm going to make pierogi. Oh, yes. Oh, yes I yes, haven't yes, made yes, yes. pierogi in a long time. <laughs> and I was like, yes, that's Why what did I think we, we did this? But I guess we didn't. We just talk a lot about it. Did we talk about We've it? talked about pierogies. We've talked oh. about pierogies a lot. Because yeah. we love pierogies so yeah. much, I think. Oh, and when they're homemade, they're so good. They're so good. A pierogi is just a dumpling. And we have done dumplings mm -hmm. in a few different ways, I think. Mm -hmm. And if you think of like an empanada, that's yeah. sort of the same, right? It's stuffed dough. It's just cooked differently. Right. Mm -hmm. Or a pierogi is boiled and then maybe pan fried after. I would say it has to definitely be pan fried after. If I if I can put my pierogi preferences out there. I like them pan fried too. You? Okay, good to know. Yeah. I like them that way too. My husband does not he what? likes it just boiled he likes a oh, soggy pierogi it's not soggy it's just <laughs> you know it's a different texture yeah. they're good that way they're just not i like a little bit of browning on them you mm -hmm. need that little bit of like crunch when you bite into it just a little through. that little yeah just a little well, we also had didn't you make ravioli oh yeah ravioli well, we also had ravioli also... which is very similar to a pierogi so pierogi <laughs> okay, is like right. eastern european version of a dumpling so there you go. Mm -hmm. The dough is, well, depends which recipe you look at. They're all similar, but slightly different. So flour, salt, butter, egg. Sometimes they have sour cream in the, oh, in the dough. In dough. the dough. Oh, okay. And actually I have made them before and I don't think the recipe I used had sour cream. Although now I can't find the recipe that I used. I don't know what I did with it. It came from a friend of mine and I, I don't know what I did with it. But um, anyway, they're all, they're very similar recipes. Um, and that the difference comes in what you put inside them. Right. And there's, I mean, again, there's all kinds of things. Traditionally, potato, you know, mashed potato, dill, cheddar, bacon, mm -hmm. 
cottage mm-hmm. cheese, onion, mm-hmm. like any combination of those mm-hmm. types of fillings. I haven't decided what I'm going to put in them. You know what? You, my tummy really likes this talk <laughs> because it's talking right now. <laughs> like, shh, quiet. I have quiet a down. Polish friend and she said you can also make it with like an apple filling. Oh, like, you can put blueberries and make yeah, it dessert. I was talking about that once when I was at her place. I made them with butternut squash as a breakfast pierogi before. Then you put maple syrup and bacon. That sounds good. That so sounds really good. good. Because I ate them that way at Queen's yeah, breakfast that's right, and cocktail. That's right. That's right. That restaurant near oh they were they were a special at the time they were so good then I was like I have to make that and I made yeah, yeah, yeah. made them and we ate them up so fast like oh I'm so, so I, glad you're doing this <laughs> yeah I'm not sure what I'm gonna put in them or maybe I'll do more than one filling I don't know I mean if you're gonna make pierogi you may as well it's like dumpling like make a whole bunch because it it is some work you're gonna spend like all day pretty much making pierogi. so you're making the wrapper and then the way you guys have made pierogies before do you have to roll out the the dough and then cut circles out of it yeah and then you put your filling inside and then you pinch it together okay and they freeze so well they freeze so well yeah right so it's worth it to make a big batch freeze them and then have that stock in your freezer Mm -hmm. if if you can resist not they don't last (laughs) they don't last I always tell myself, this is like three months worth of pierogies. Yeah, sure. And then they're gone in two weeks. And I'm yeah. like, ah! And we ate pierogies every day. <laughs> That's exactly it. Yeah. I'd like to borrow the pasta bike if I can. I think that'll make the rolling out mm-hmm. faster. You betcha. Yes. I just made pierogies and sausages for dinner like the other night. So you did? I... You, you made them? Oh, no, 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 no. I, I bought the frozen pierogies. Oh, okay. Because I just Which, don't have time for that shit right now. It's also good. It's also good. Let's be real. Frozen pierogies are also good. I'm feeling the pierogi. I'm in pierogi season full on here. Oh, so I'm totally. Excited for it this. is pierogi season. It feels yeah. like pierogi season. Totally. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. So excited to eat this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me too. Great choice. Great choice, Heather. I'm very good. good. Yes, they will be good. Pierogies. Pierogi time. This episode of Three Kitchens Podcast is brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. Even if you're a busy business owner with more meetings than hours in a day, you are calm and collected when your group benefit plan is taken care of by Alberta Blue Cross. Your employees can manage their own health, dental, life, and disability coverage online, anytime, on any device, making it easier for them and for you. To learn more and explore your options, head to av.bluecross.ca. Welcome back to the magic of audio podcasting. (laughs) We have, within 30 seconds, we have made pierogies, eaten pierogies, and now we're ready to talk about pierogies. Okay, so in the end, I I ended up making two types of dough for my Mm -hmm. pierogi, as you guys found out. That wasn't my plan. Okay. But it ended up that way. So... But the filling was the same in all of them. So let me start with the filling because you would want to make your filling first. Yes. Um, have it done ahead of time. If you try to do all of it in one day, it's too much. Pierogies are labor intensive. It's better to make your filling ahead of time. So what I put in mine was spinach, potato, and feta filling. So you're going to cook your potatoes and mash them up, just plain old potatoes. But 
be aware of how much you salt your water. You might want to salt it a little less than you normally would for potatoes, just because you're going to add feta. Right. Okay. At the end, feta can be sometimes salty, and you can always adjust your salt at the end of it. Saute onions and garlic, and then you're going to put that into the potato that you've okay. mashed up. Put your spinach on the same pan, big pile of spinach. The recipe will have all the amounts. 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 <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> spinach on your pan till it wilts down. Put that into your filling. Stir it all together. You're going to crumble feta cheese. And then your seasonings are salt to taste, as I said, pepper and nutmeg. Mm. Mm, I nutmeg. think the n- nutmeg sounds like what? But I think that was essential. Oh, that was the that... thing that I was like, what is this? What yeah. is this? And it took yeah. me a little bit. And then I was like, boom, I know what this is. And then I was so in love. <laughs> I know. I thought that was so great. This um, recipe, by the way, is from everydaydelicious.com. I used that filling recipe. And the recipe is called, hang on, let me just get to it. You got to scroll and scroll and scroll the recipe. But you don't have to scroll and scroll and scroll on our website. No, nope. you do not. <laughs> that's right. And that's intentional because we hate to scroll. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is the pink pierogi with spinach, potato, and feta cheese filling recipe. Okay, so I saw the photo when I was scrolling around pierogi recipes of these pink pierogi, and they just looked so beautiful that I was like, I want to try making pink pierogi. So any guesses on what made that dough pink? Beet. Beet. Did you taste it? Could you taste the beet? I thought both pierogies tasted different. So you made one pink pierogi and you made one not pink pierogi. And I thought they tasted different. And I wasn't sure if it was the filling that was different or the dough. And so now that you said the filling was the same, I would say I tasted it, but I didn't didn't know it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it, yeah, it was be, it's beet juice mm-hmm. is the liquid in the dough. Okay. So I happened to have some pureed beets in my freezer from my garden from last year. And I right. didn't know if I'd one day make borscht or something with them. And I wasn't, I just kind of had, and I thought, when I saw this, I thought, ooh, I've got that bee puree. Here's something I can do with it. Um, I had one and a half cups of pureed beets that I strained through cheesecloth oh, on a strainer wow. over yeah. a bowl. And oh, I just boy. let it go like all day long, just left it there. Right. And I got three quarter cup of beet juice out of it, which was exactly what I needed for the oh, dough. Nice. It worked out perfectly. Okay. So the dough is flour, salt, butter, or vegetable oil. I used butter, beet juice, or water if you don't want it pink. And that's it. Just a note, if you're, go- if you're using beet juice and you're going to do it by hand, wear some gloves. Beet juice stains your hands and everything else. Mm-hmm. So just watch out. Every time you hit the countertop, I was like wiping. <laughs> I was like, I don't want purple all over everything. Right. Let's see here. So you're going to warm the beet juice uh, and some water. You'll see all the measurements in the recipe. Uh, When it's warm but not boiling, you take it off the heat, you add your butter, and you let it melt in there. Then you pour that into your flour, and you mix it with a wooden spoon until you can get to the point of kneading it. Yeah. Um, You could also put it in your stand mixer with a hook, which I did. Oh, Mm -hmm. good idea. Just for about five minutes. This dough came together super quick. It was really easy to handle. Once you've got your ball, you're just going to let it rest for like 30 minutes or longer. If you don't have time right away to get to it, it's fine. Mm -hmm. Then you could divide it into smaller portions, roll it out, 
cut your circles. What I did was what Sarah recommended, which was to take little balls. I weighed each one. One of my kids put it through the pasta bike. Right. So you got a little circle. Like how much did each ball weigh? I did between 25 and 30 grams, like you recommended. Mm -hmm. On average, they were about 27 or 28 grams. And I didn't have any extra bits. Perfect. How many times did you have to put it through the pasta bite? Okay, so this was a little trial and error. I started at zero, which is the widest, moved it up to one, Mm -hmm. then moved it to three and put it through three twice. So I think four times through. Okay, okay. Zero, one, three, three. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. But this way you don't waste all that beautiful dough you made, right? Especially yeah, the and you're not stuff. working it too much. You're mm-hmm. not like mm-hmm. um, rolling it out and then collecting the scraps exactly. and rolling it again and collecting. Mm-hmm. Like you're just rolling it once. Yeah. Well. And you can tell because it's not super chewy. Mm-hmm. The more you work a dough like this, it mm-hmm. gets chewy. This yeah, did not. exactly. You don't want to keep working it. Plus it gets more flour every yep. time you have to roll it out. So, so right. it gets dry. Yeah. yeah. Take your circle. You put. I think it's a. It's the recipe says a teaspoon, but I just kind of put Welcome a. I used my little cookie scoop. Yeah. That you guys ah. gave me, which I think is more like a tablespoon. I right. think it mm-hmm. actually says it on I the little remember. thing. You can read <laughs> oh. how much your cookie because you can get cookie scoops of oh. different portion sizes. Okay. Whoops. I didn't look at it, but anyway, okay. I think it's. <laughs> it looks like about a tablespoon, maybe a little right. less than a tablespoon. Yeah. And you put it kind of on one, uh, like in the middle. Yes. In your hand, pinch it together and kind of fold it over. I'm no expert on pinching together a dumpling. Like, don't look to me, to my pierogi to see how to fold a pierogi because they don't look great. And I'm, I'm not that good at it, but they held together. Put a little bit of water on the edge of it, mm-hmm. pinch it together however you like to. Yeah. Or use one of those pierogi press yeah oh those presses the pierogi press. i don't know there's yeah. something about the homemade folded ones and their imperfection <laughs> yeah yeah that just i don't know it, it like tastes better because you know that somebody has put it together even it doesn't need to look mm-hmm. beautiful to, mm-hmm. to me i don't know okay so what happened was i followed this recipe for the filling and the dough and i had way more filling than dough that's right, right. i don't know that just happens sometimes right mm-hmm. but it's a good problem to have mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I could have just saved it for later, yeah. but I decided to make another dough so that I can make more pierogi because it didn't make as many as the recipe said. I think the recipe said something like 70 pierogi and I think I got like 38 or something. Like it was not um, as many pierogi and I don't know why that sometimes that happens. So then I decided to look up another pierogi recipe. This recipe is quite a bit different. It's from natashaskitchen.com, which we have used. Yeah, we have used. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We got a borscht recipe from her that was fantastic. That's right. Really good. She's got some great recipes. And her filling's different if you look at her pierogi recipe, but um, the dough is what I used for this. And this is water, milk, uh, oil, an egg, salt, and flour. So this is a this is more what I would say, what I had learned in my life is a bit what I think is more traditional. Mm -hmm. I did not do on the countertop with my mountain of flour and everything in the middle. I just, I used my mixer. (laughs) I I just came across the video of when I tried to make pierogies like that. (laughs) And I was getting my son to take a video and it was like flying all over the place. And I was like, this is a disaster. (laughs) So I'm really glad you didn't do that. 
<laughs> and, uh, and then cleaning up the countertops, I find like you have to wipe them down repeatedly for yeah. like all day long because the film of the flower keeps all showing up. You need one of those scrapers to like scrape it off too. Mm -hmm. It's awful. Yeah, just it's such a mess. And I always <laughs> just always think of Sarah's robe. Yes. Covered in, <laughs> I don't covered have that robe dough. anymore. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're kind of doing this the same way it's just slightly different ingredients this dough was much more sticky i had to add more flour when okay. it was in working with the dough hook i added like a tablespoon at a time to get to a point where i could handle it right because it was stickier and even when we were making the balls and putting them through the pass machine i we were flouring our hands in this case we swapped rolls and my son was making the balls and mm -hmm. he had to keep flouring his little hands so it wouldn't stick mm -hmm. too much because it's a it's a softer stickier dough okay but it was also easy to work with mm -hmm. and i thought at the end there was quite a difference in the pierogi the two types of dough in the texture yeah um so i'm curious to know what you guys thought i loved both i thought that the white ones were softer mm -hmm. i don't know yeah I, I, i'm trying I to like i'm trying to figure out the words for the texture but i mean we have all eaten pierogies before Mm -hmm. and neither were chewy but one was like it was almost more delicate to bite into and that were the white ones those mm -hmm. were the white ones what did you think yeah I would agree like I said I noticed a difference between the two and I thought is the filling different because it looks the same and I think it tastes the same but something was different in the flavor and the texture for sure between the two of them and yeah but the as, filling oh yeah like everything. that filling i really liked that filling i i loved the look of the pink ones but i mm -hmm. definitely liked if i was to pick one that i liked better it would be the white ones the dough on it was mm -hmm. different in a better way i agree it was more traditional pierogi that yeah the beet one was a little I would say chew not chewy but chewier. Like it had a bit more of a yeah. you had to like to to put your fork through it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was more a little resistance. More. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's it was the almost word. more like uh I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. But yeah, Clearly, it, had, it was a stiffer none of us have gone to chef school to learn like the actual <laughs> words to use. But nope. I think Do they teach I think that we're getting through. School? I don't know. Is that a class? I liken it to pasta where where you had al dente was right. has a bit more of a bite through it and right, then a right, softer right. I don't yeah. know what you call Isn't it. Isn't it al dente? I'm sorry. <laughs> now she's correcting my Italian. Like she's an expert Italian speaker now. <laughs> I'm no, I'm not an expert. <laughs> I love that Aaron's the one correct the pronunciation. <laughs> It's funny, Heather, because I say al dente too, so I don't know. Like, oh now my I'm god! Like, oh, is it not supposed to be that? Now I've just called myself out, and everyone's going to be like, "Uh, duh, Sarah and Heather are right, Aaron." No, you're no, probably maybe right. not. You're probably right. So yeah. I don't. It doesn't know. matter. I so, think we all know what I'm talking about. Kathy from Women Who Podcast Magazine sent me this meme. Can you read it? When you try to pronounce the name of your prescriptions, but accidentally summon Satan instead. <laughs> <laughs> and she sent that to me and said oh my gosh thought of you three when trying to pronounce ingredients <laughs> oh. and i think she hit the nail on the head <laughs> i don't know who we've summoned with that one yeah. <laughs> yeah and there's just a creepy goat standing in the doorway of someone's home there is the picture 
I mean, we've had incidents <laughs> with goats in the past, Sarah, when we've released oh, goats my out goodness. of petting zoos. This was... Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I did a whole episode where, like, the entire first half I was pronouncing the French word wrong. Exactly. So, you know, yeah, that's It us. happens. We haven't happens. summoned Satan yet, but <laughs> that we know of. Good laughs. <laughs> Maybe yeah, he's working for somewhere. Meta. Yeah. <laughs> oh, totally. Messing with our Instagram account. <laughs> They were That's so right. good, Heather. The pierogies were amazing. Like it was so nice yep. to have homemade pierogies. So much better than the store bought stuff. Mm -hmm. And I don't think see. I've ever had that type, like with the spinach and the, the spinach feta in yeah. there. Oh, that was so good. I had never had it either, and now it's like, oh, I mean, I love a traditional. Like I love all the potato or the cottage cheese. Mm -hmm. I think I've. I don't know if I've ever had a pierogi I didn't like, but I love this. I would make yeah. this again. Yeah. yeah. That filling was winner, winner. Yeah. Mm. And it's a perfect to pack for the kids sent to school. We didn't talk about cooking pierogi. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's go there. That. I was bad and I made an assumption that Sarah knew how to cook pierogies and I didn't give any instructions. And then she's like, what do I do with these? So you, you know, rolling boil, they can be frozen when you throw them in there. You want to boil them until they pop to the surface, which usually takes two to three minutes, depending on your where you live and how much of a boil you've got going or whatever. And then you can just eat them like that. My husband likes a boiled pierogi. He does not like it pan fried. So I usually leave some out at that point and then fry them for the rest of us because we all like them fried in right. butter mm -hmm. or bacon fat mm. with onions what? yes so if you've done your sauteed onions some bacon i was gonna do all that for you guys but i just i didn't even do it for my family because, yeah. because i just ran out of steam and right. i was like oh, i'm not doing the onions and the bacon or whatever i'm just not mm -hmm. so we had them pan fried in butter and i had a little like sauerkraut on the side and a salad like that's how we eat them at my house very Go nice crazy however wow. like i never thought about that stuff. that would have been delicious some bacon on top oh, i'm sorry now we oh, get no, no. to go and make more pierogies <laughs> yeah and make some more of them so worth it yeah very good very different yeah that was fantastic yeah. and now for the fine print join us over on the socials facebook instagram youtube and pinterest and on our website at threekitchenspodcast.com and remember when you like follow subscribe and review it helps more people find us thank you so much for listening I don't know who we've summoned with that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's just a creepy goat standing in the doorway of someone's home. <laughs> <laughs>